Welcome to the Avenging Hour. I'm Jason. I'm John. Are you? I mean, maybe you're a scroll. <laughs> oh, we have so long before we have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm Jason, and I still haven't seen The Eternals. Is it on Disney Plus yet? Wait, what month is this? <laughs> Are we recording this at Christmas? I don't even know what's going on. It is, uh, as this drops, it's, as you know, Jason, today is December 17th. Oh, we're, right. I we're recording that. this live. Hey, happy pre-Christmas or something. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was great. Did you have food? It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was great. We went, we had turkey. Oh, that seems like a thing to do on Thanksgiving times. Yeah. The Christmas tree is right behind you, Jason. I don't oh, know why you're so confused by this. I was blinded by its lights. Uh, <laughs> we're doing, uh, wait, what episode is this? 193. Four. God dang it. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. <sighs> do you want to start again? West Coast Avengers number 43 from April 1989. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just choked on my own laughter. What is, what uh, is happening? Should we just know. start again? We should just start so again. So this episode, wait, this issue is called Vision Quest. No, it's not. It says right there, Vision Quest. But it's never called that in the, in the It's issue. right there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're right. This issue is called Vision. So this, this is part two of Vision Quest, but this issue is called Vision Quest. Yes. Maybe. It is, again, written and drawn by John Byrne. You know, this is the first time I think the Avengers have had a writer-artist. You know, the Avengers doesn't usually... Well, no, last issue they had one. <laughs> John Byrne's tenure on the West Coast Avengers, I don't think they normally go for the writer-artist types. I still types. think most comics do. Well, I guess back, especially in the 80s, it was still somewhat new. I mean, besides John Byrne and Walt Simonson, who else was writing and artering? Art- artering? Art- artistering. Bleeding on the... Pe- Frank Miller? Oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. A little guy named Frank Mellick. Yeah, so he's yeah, drawn. I've heard of him. Can <laughs> uh, uh, you come up with a fourth? I was going to go, oh, Alan Moore. No, wait. He didn't do the art. <laughs> did not do the art. Uh, You're right. I guess writer-artists aren't as common. You have that. a lot of artists who write, but they often don't draw the things that they write yeah. anymore. Like Brian Hitch will write Justice League, but he doesn't draw those issues. I mean, you'll see it more in independent comics, obviously. Sure, sure. But it does, And a lot of those guys, well, not a lot, but some of those guys will end up coming to Marvel and DC eventually to do little things. Some Vertigo titles or some... I don't know. What's the equivalent of Vertigo in Marvel? There isn't one, is there? Uh, no. <laughs> no, there's definitely not. There really was. Marvel Knights uh, was... Uh, uh, what's his name? A... Uh, Joe Casano. Casano was he? Did he write stuff? He could barely. I mean, he wrote a few things, but not a lot. Jimmy, Jimmy Palmiotti. Jimmy Palmiotti does not write or does not draw. All my stars and garters. Anchor, of course, he is. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't pencil. Okay. He just inks. Gotcha. Writer inkers is a whole other. That's a whole other genre there. It's just. Did <laughs> you just, imagine that? Like writing the story and then like explaining to an artist what you wanted to look like and then finishing that guy's art. That's a weird system. You know, now that you mention it, it is crazy because a lot of artists write, but again, they don't tend to to draw the projects that they write. I feel like we're forgetting Jack Kirby. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, and you're right. Obviously, Jack Kirby was, I guess, the only one in the '70s that was doing it. Because even when Steve Ditko left Marvel to go to Charlton, he didn't write most of that stuff. He no? just drew it. Interesting, I guess. It's not a thing. I feel like the list is pretty short. I guess you had in this in the in the sixties, late sixties, you had Jim Steranko doing it a little bit, but Jim Steranko yeah. did like I don't know thirteen issues at Marvel before he flaked out and ran off. So 
I don't know how much he really counts. I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe it's just a hard thing to do. It you takes think a be, lot more time. It would definitely take a lot more time. Like, it's crazy. To me, it's insane that John Byrne is going to be writing both the Avengers titles and drawing one of them. Or maybe it won't take more time. I mean, the process is probably quicker because you don't have to hand stuff off. Sure. Constantly back and forth. Like and you you're don't just have to doing it a, all yourself. You don't have to write a script. I mean, maybe they do write a script to, to help them, but you wouldn't have to. Yeah. You could just kind of draw it as, I mean, you know, thumbnail it out that way rather than writing a full script. Just have an outline and write yeah. it as you go. If any writer artists are listening, you know, give <laughs> us a call. Let us know. I'd love to know what your process is. Strange. So what was your point here? I don't think I had one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did I read this comic? I so, don't remember any of this. At the at the end of the last issue, oh, wait, we yeah, had found out that the vision was missing. All traces of him had been expunged from the computer. And, and then, Mockingbird showed up and took credit for it. Yes. Already, you can see John Byrne's art taking over this book. Yes. The splash panel is cool of Hawkeye's face looking all incredulous. But then on the next page, you get almost like a mini splash page mm-hmm. that goes across to like a spread. And it's a the characters are all very big and very well drawn. Uh, so, yeah, Mockingbird's like, yeah, I did it. Um, these guys came to me who said they were S.H.I.E.L.D. And I kind of believed them. Yeah, she immediately, after coming in hot at the end of the last issue, like yeah, a she big backtracks. Jerk, she immediately starts apologizing and saying that they tricked her and it's not her fault. I was just being dramatic. Sorry about that. And she explains that, yeah, like you said, some people came to her, said they were S.H.I.E.L.D., showed her credentials, and took her to the head of a project called Vigilance. And an old white-haired white dude named Cameron Brock said to him that, or said to her, something which makes a lot of sense, which is that back in the Avengers around issue 250, the Vision merged his consciousness with all the computers of the world and basically seized control of the world's nuclear arsenal. Which was bad. Which was bad. And if you remember, the American government was freaked out about it. But it makes sense that all the governments would be freaked out about it. Now, this guy says he is working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, I guess Project Vigilance is is under S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow. And they want to make sure that the Vision can never do that again. (laughs) And he says, as long as the Vision and Scarlet Witch were living in New Jersey... We weren't concerned, but now they've rejoined the Avengers and we're worried this could happen again. Right. So what they want is information so that they can keep an eye on the vision. And they wanted Mockingbird to help them get that information. She says some weird things, though, like as as she's parsing this out and explaining to I think she's realizing. Well, I mean, obviously, Shardy knows that she's been duped, but she says weird things like, hey, uh, I so I helped them. They quartered me right there. Lap of luxury, real shield style. Really? Shield style is to put you up in like some fancy compound? I would think shield style would be like, there's your quarters. It doesn't have a window. Do what you're told. Right? Yeah, exactly. Shield is, I didn't realize they were also a luxury hotel brand. Also, I don't remember her being a computer expert. They sit her down to these gigantic computer thing and they're like, do your magic. And she, she's the one that comes up with supposedly, well, first of all, she gives them all the Avengers security codes. Sure. So that they can do whatever. But then she starts coming up with scenarios where agents could get into Avengers Compound to take out the vision if they needed to. But then she stumbles across something on the computer that has Ultron in it, which she did not include in her scenario. She's like, I didn't do this. So who did do this? And she realizes that there's a plan to create a duplicate Ultron to battle the Avengers and occupy them while the computer team accesses the main system 
and another squad grabs the vision. That all happened all at once last issue? Well, I was just going to say, and here's where this does not work, because that is not what happened last issue. <laughs> it's not even in that order. Last issue, the computers were were uh, bugged or were, were, were virused. Yeah, like the and, night before. And the vision was snatched. And then Ultron was sent in, which yes. makes you wonder... Why they sent Ultron in at all? Exactly. This now the plot the plot starts to kind of falter a little bit because the Ultron was pointless. Yeah, like Vision was already gone. Vision was gone, and the the anomalies were in the system. Yep. So, I, and I don't believe that's ever addressed because my other question this issue was why did she come in like such a smug person at mm. the end of last issue when she was really but but Wanda asks her about that later, so that's addressed. But to the best of my knowledge, this weird not doing the plan that they set up here is never addressed. So Mockingbird finds this weird stuff on the computer. She confronts the guy about it. Then these pseudo shield agents fight her. And she's like, I knew they weren't shield agents because they fight like crap. <laughs> and then one of them shot me in the back with a dart. And then I woke up in a cell and I recognize that kind of cell. It's like the KGB. And I'm looking at this picture going, that's a brick wall. What does that have to do with the KGB? KGB uses bricks. Now, if this only was, the KGB. <laughs> if this was the Mossad, it would be all cinder blocks. And I mean, if it was America, obviously brown bricks, KGB. And if it was Shield, it would be a nicely uh, furnished hotel room. Yes. So Pim's like, "What? The Russians are behind this?" And she's like, "That looks like it." And <laughs> then Tigra coughs up a hairball. <laughs> yeah. Tigra's like, "But why would the?" Yeah. What? And then she's like, "Oh, excuse me." This is that, this, is this a weird subplot where she's turning more cat? That happens, right? Yes. Okay. This is typical John Byrne, where he will start putting subplots in that will not see the light of day for ten issues. Mm-hmm. He does this in a lot of his titles, and sometimes it's cool, and sometimes you're like, "Oh my god, Byrne, stop it!" But in any case, yes. Uh, so so Hawking, uh, mocking, I did it again, Hawkingbird. So <laughs> Mockingbird's like, "Hey, I I waited there for weeks." Right? Didn't she say it was like, yeah, three weeks. It took me three weeks before she could, could she did this yoga breathing technique so it looked like she was dead and she got this fake shield agent to come in the room and she kicked him in the neck and then she escaped. Yes. And she said it's like three weeks and then she said by the time she arrived to wherever she was supposed to be, she was too late. And I'm like, of course you were too late. It's been three weeks. <laughs> Why did they even wait that long? Like, what? <laughs> Do you think they're waiting around going, where is she? She was supposed to try to stop us by now. And then Wanda asks her my question, which was, "What? why did you have all the attitude when you arrived? And Mockingbird was like, well, it was the end of the issue and we were trying to go for a big, uh, you know, a cliffhanger that would <laughs> bring had, people back. I only had one page. You know, no, but she she gives some some bad answer about how she was embarrassed. She'd been played for a fool and she was upset and she saw Hawkeye again. And so she acted out. So she was planning to walk into the room that they were all in, break it, break into Avengers compound, walk into that room and go, gosh, yes, yeah, sorry guys, it was me. But then when she saw Hawkeye, she got cocky about it. That's what she <laughs> said. I, I, I'm like, you know what? This is, this is a Roy Thomas thing where I'm like, burn, you shouldn't have addressed it. We would have all gone. <laughs> well, that's dumb, but you did it because you were trying to end the issue on a cliffhanger and we would have moved on. Do you think he got some feedback on that first issue? People were like, why did she come in? He and he's like, Oh, had, I have to explain that now. He wouldn't have had time. It's weird. To get the feedback, I should say. In any case, so the Avengers are convinced that this is all a Russian plot. So they're going to fly to Russia and fight Crimson Dynamo. <laughs> well, she knows <laughs> that she was not in, <laughs> she was not in Russia. So all the Avengers... They're going to fly to Utah and they're going to fight. <laughs> and one of my favorite things occurs here where 
they go flying away in the Quinjet and Mockingbird is sitting by the Scarlet Witch and she's trying to apologize to her. And Wanda is basically like, I will never be your friend again. Get away from me. And mm-hmm. to be fair to Wanda, yeah. I mean, if someone had planned to kidnap my spouse, uh, I would not really be willing to accept Come their... Come on, best friends. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a veil. This is a message to you, Jason. Stop trying to kidnap my spouse. I don't even know why you want him. Ah, come on. So in any case, they, they fly to an abandoned factory, which is where... But wait, as they're... Well, okay, yes, they fly to an abandoned factory, and Wasp's like, I'm going to do this thing. And Pim's like, that's a good idea. And then Hawkeye's like, hey, man, I'm the boss. I'll tell you what to do. And she's like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, I want you to do that thing. It's so... It's such a goddamn waste of a page. There are two things here <laughs> that really annoy me. The first is... The fact that they are still playing around with these people not respecting Hawkeye's leader. Hawkeye has never had a problem expressing himself. Ever, ever, ever. No. So why all of a sudden is he not leading? It makes no sense. And the other thing that bothers me is Hank, when when Jan's like, I'm going to do this thing. Hank says, right, Dar. I mean, right, Jan. I was going to call her darling because that's what normal people call other people anyway. Let- <laughs> I always call my wife darling. I have heard it. <laughs> Let's... Let's stop trying to get these two back together. <sighs> Byrne is not the only writer who is guilty of this. We'll be covering it eventually in the main Avengers title. Please stop it. It was a thing. It happened. It's over. It They can still be friends. She doesn't have to hate him. But it is wrong to try to get them back together again. To be fair, it's all Pim. Pim's a weirdo. Well, that's true. But but Wanda, or Wanda, Wasp seems to go along with it. I don't understand it. Uh, in any case, Wasp, so Wasp flies down and infiltrates this place, and apparently Byrne did read some of the Engelhart issues because he remembers that Hank Pym re-stimulated the growth on her antenna so mm. she can grow antenna out of her head and she can use that to control insects, which I dislike on every level. Well, also, she, she mentions that she can contact these ants so she doesn't have to do this on her own, and then we never see the ants again. Yes, I just think she looks silly with antenna, and I wish that they would stop it. <laughs> she doesn't really need them. They could just say that she has that power. Right? Well, she does get to use the expression, well, poop, which is why I like <laughs> Janet Van Dyne. In any case, she uses the ants to try to find out where Bobby, or where Mockingbird was being held. Is that what she's looking for? Uh, I don't know exactly what she's looking for, but I, she zips, and maybe she's looking for vision? I think she's just looking, yeah. But she look. zips around, and she finds a cell, and she's like, oh, no, it can't be... And then they're like, we'll tell you what that is next issue. Yes, but the, she does, uh, while she's doing that, she passes two guys, two security guys, actually four security guys in various places. And one of the things she mentions is that this is ridiculous. These people are clearly not Russian. They don't yeah. look Russian. They don't sound Russian. They're not speaking Russian. Right. There's no way this is KGB. But you're, you're right. She finds a cell. She looks in at the cell. Who's the prisoner? I don't know. Meanwhile, Wanda's daydreaming again. And now, we get more origin story. Now she's talking to us about the Celestial Madonna saga where Kang thought that either Mantis, Moondragon, or herself was the Celestial Madonna and where the Vision asked him to marry her Uh and how Quicksilver hated them being married, but they didn't care. And then they had kids, even though that wasn't possible. And then we cut back to Avengers Compound where the Scarlet Witch and Vision apparently have a nanny. Uh, A governess, yes. And the governess is bathing the twins and then all of a sudden she turns around and says, oh, well... Oh, my Lord, no. And we'll find out next issue what that's all about. Friggin' burn. I do like that this um, this governess is explaining to us why people in the Marvel Universe... She's explaining to the twins why her uh, brother-in-law thinks it's terrible that Wanda and the Vision are married. Mm-hmm. Because it would be like someone marrying a blender. Yes. 
I just, I'm not sure that's appropriate to tell the kids. I mean, I know they're not that old, but. They want to arrest Scarlet Witch and impound the vision because, you know, he's a vehicle. <laughs> Back to the Avengers on the Quinjet, which is being shot at by whoever, who, who Russians or whomever is in this compound. So Wasp had gone down there to reconnoiter and now they're like, hey, somebody's shooting at us. Wonder Man's going to go down and reconnoiter more, some more stuff. And by reconnoiter, I mean, rip the roof off the building. Yes. And inside, we see this old white-haired guy. What was his name? Constance? Cameron something? Cameron Brockhart? I don't remember. <laughs> Branch? I don't remember either. Uh, and he's basically like, why are we shooting at things? And the, the, the guy who's... Don't you remember? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you ordered them to shoot automatically if the same aircraft made more than three passes. And he's like, that's a Quinjet. You're shooting at a Quinjet, you morons. Then they're going to come down and want to know what's going on. Knock, knock. Here's Wonder Man. Yep. Standing right behind him. He's like, what is going on? Meanwhile, the Quinjet lands. All the other Avengers get out of the Quinjet. They fight their way inside. They fight a guy with a mustache. Hawkeye. He's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. And then he's like, I'll tell you everything. Hawkeye uses the absolute most ridiculous arrow I have ever seen in my life. Oh, yes. Oh, so stupid. How does that even work? He shoots a buzzsaw arrow, which... So it shoots it at the corner of, like, a garage door, and then the arrow hits, and then the saw activates, and it cuts it all the way across horizontally, and then the and then the door falls down. It makes no sense. <laughs> what are the physics of that? Yes, it makes no <laughs> sense. I don't know how this works. I do not like it, but they get in. And what do they see once they get inside the big room behind the metal door? Because as you said... Um, it's Warlock. They found Warlock. As you said, the Mockingbird basically tortures a man yes. to get access to this room. He's lucky he wasn't hanging off a cliff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because that would have gone on for eight more issues. <laughs> Oh, even Wanda, who's upset with Mockingbird and has been very angry, it seems a little uh, taken aback by Mockingbird. Well, you know, she'll murder a man. She certainly will. Or so, yeah. at least let them die. So they bust into the room to see, uh, like I said, Warlock from the New Mutants laid out on a table and a deflated Mercury from the Metal Men laying next to him. No, Wait. oh no, that's the Vision's body and his skin and all of his parts in tubes next to them. And boy, that looks bad. I love this picture. It is such a cool drawing. You're putting this up on the Instagram. Right? Oh, yeah. I'll put this up on the Instagram for sure. It's, I mean, the Vision's robotic body, body all spread out. But what makes it is his, is his skin just flopped up on the table. <laughs> just laying there. Really good stuff. And that's it. That's the issue. So Vision Quest continues. And obviously, I, I've been a big Scarlet Witch and the Vision fan Forever. You have been. I think we've talked about it many times. And clearly, this storyline destroys both of them. <laughs> the Vision will eventually recover. The Scarlet Witch never really does. You know what's weird? When I was younger, I did not like either of them. It wasn't until recently that I came to appreciate Vision. I'm still not I'm still not a huge fan of Scarlet Witch because I feel like her powers have always been kind of nebulous. Yeah. Do you remember in the early issues where she used to like attack people with drapes? <laughs> well, I, I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like the, the problem here is that the Scarlet Witch and the Vision are actually a happily married couple, and that's just unacceptable to a lot of writers. It uh, bothers me on many levels. Really? And I'm happily married. I just don't, I just don't like them as a couple. I don't, really? Yeah, I never did. I never um, got the... Because he's a robotish. Per, I just never understood 
the emotion and the attraction there. It was always weird to I me. Think we call them mechanical Americans. <laughs> and then when they had kids that couldn't possibly exist, I yeah. was like, wait a minute. The kids was kind of a bridge too far, but I was willing to let it go because it was kind of nice and it made them more of a, a typical family. Yeah, and to be clear, I love where they go with the kids because I love Wiccan. Sure, yeah. Um, and so, Although I'm not, still not sure it's properly explained, but... No, 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 whatever. no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit, I believe, when we do Avengers, the Children's Crusade in mm. 2047. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to Young Avengers, <laughs> 20 years after that. Yeah. Ah, oh, gosh, good times, good times. So maybe that's what we'll do. I was talking to Jason earlier today about the proliferation of Avengers titles after, like, 2005 but maybe what we'll do just do is pick the ones we like yeah maybe we'll just get to the the breakup of the avengers when bendis ruins everything yeah and then we'll just go pick and choose from there yeah we'll do we'll do big picture like we do for solo avengers except this time it's going to be like here's 10 years of the avengers like and the whole, whole runs of stuff all in one episode but you could really do about 10 years of a bendis comic in an episode without it being more than 20 or 25 minutes honestly long. each bendis comic feels like 10 years <laughs> but nothing happens in those comics <laughs> exactly Anywho, so Vision Quest. We've got more of it to come for the next at least two or three uh, issues. We're going to be on West Coast uh, for a while now, right? Yeah, for quite a while. All right. Well, cool. So far, so good with John Byrne. Yeah, I mean, you say what you will about these comics, like them or don't like them. Uh, they look good. Yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, the storyline's not bad. He at least, he clearly has a vision for <laughs> for what he wants to do with his team. I may or, not always or, like or it. Or a lack of vision, some might say. <laughs> <laughs> I may not like it, but he has one. And I, I will always applaud a creator who at least has a direction. I will say this second issue uh, had a lot more, like, sidebars and captions and stuff in it. Like, he was trying to explain a lot of the stuff that was going on, because I think he threw too much in here in the second issue. I would agree. Plus, he kept doing those weird little divergent things where it's like, well, you'll find out next issue yeah. what that's all about. Like, uh, You could have just left it out and just shown us the next issue. And you can do that once, but I don't know that you can keep doing it multiple times an issue. I, like, you remember, I haven't read ahead since, you know, these issues came out. The things like with the with the twins and then whoever was in that cell, like... Do they have to happen in a certain order? Do they all, are they all together in that one same thing? Or could like he have just left the twins thing out and just had that scene actually happen organically? Well, first of all, I like, would why say. Why did they need to go, oh no, I can't believe that happened, but I can't show you. I would say that the identity of the person in the cell is so anticlimactic that, that <laughs> I wouldn't have even bothered with that. Like Wasp could have flown in and went, oh, it's you. And then left. Yes, in my opinion. <laughs> Nobody yes. would have cared. And as far as the twin thing goes, that's a plot line that's not going to come to fruition now for a couple of issues and i feel like the impact of it is lost by splitting it amongst issues i would have done that in the same issue okay that's that's kind of what i was getting at so like yeah what, what do you think is the thing do you think john Byrne was just trying to make a big splash in his first couple issues and i think so showing you like i've got all this stuff planned but i'm not going to give it all away at once but it's a burn thing he loves to do that he didn't used to like i feel like his his well no he did a lot in alpha flight i feel like he doesn't do it a ton in fantastic four not this much but it's again one of these stylistic things that he does more and more as his career goes on he's uh lousy with it in uh namor his submariner series from like 1990 right gosh oy vey, he just will not stop doing it it's so annoying <laughs> all right so it's a john byrne thing it's not yes, necessarily it's def- mechanics of the series no no it's a john byrne thing we, mm-hmm. we talked about this we were talking about bendis and chris claremont some of these creators get to be so popular i think that they they go, what do people like about my stuff? Well, it must be this one thing. I'm just going to keep uh, doing it. And no editor will say to them, please stop doing that. It's like the Grant Morrison syndrome too, where he'll yes. be like, look at this weird thing I created that yes. makes no sense and doesn't matter. Yeah. 
But I'm so I'm so and everyone goes, "Ooh, Graham Morrison did a weird, cool thing." Yes, and 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 they're like, "I'm so impressed." Or if it's Alan, if it's Alan Moore, it's like, "Look at this weird sexual thing I can put in my comic." <laughs> um, but yeah, they become so impressed it's with magic. themselves. <laughs> magic sex. Oh, Alan Moore, seek help. Um, this is horrible. Here we are trashing all these big creators. I like some Alan. Hey, Moore. Alan Moore never did the Avengers. I don't care. Oh my gosh, he's too. <laughs> Alan, Alan Moore's Avengers. He would have gone deep, uh, no pun intended, on the whole Scarlet Witch Vision sex thing. Mm, yep, yep. Because he enjoys that kind of stuff. Would <laughs> have been like technical drawings, <laughs> schematics. <laughs> oh. There would have been like, scan this QR code. We put together this short video. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. Oh, boy. We're going to be See what we have to look forward to. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Oh, I still want—I still want to read this. Alan Moore Avengers. We have to come up with who's on that team. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right, mm. readers, readers, listeners, write in and tell us you think it would be on Alan Moore's Avengers. Yeah, you can write us at avenginghour@gmail.com or leave comments on our Instagram page at avenginghour. More West Coast Avengers next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.